Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Mike Burns. We recorded this at his home in Tacoma back in October. Just a reminder to my banjo-playing listeners, I have an instructional clawhammer series at pitchforkbanjo.com. Right now it's only $7 a month, but I'm raising the price in January when I start adding lessons for intermediate and advanced players. If you sign up now, you'll be locked in at the lower price. And if you're interested in Skype lessons, you can sign up at that new website as well. Again, that's all at pitchforkbanjo.com, which you can find linked in the show notes on your podcast app. Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Mike Burns. Enjoy. Home with the girls in the morning, 
or at home? What are the different versions of them? So I learned it as at home with yes. the girls in the morning. But I've also heard the title, go home with the girls in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Some slightly different connotations yeah. there. It's like every old time tune is like a Rashomon. <laughs> it's like, like different sides to every story. Um, Mike Burns. Thanks for uh, having well, me. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. We're in your house. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. It was very last minute. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I Facebook messaged you yesterday. <laughs> you you. But it worked out. It certainly did. Yeah. I'm glad I'm You're here. here. Yeah. Where did you learn that tune? I learned that tune uh, from Dan Compton, mm -hmm. who was my uh, first uh, fiddle teacher. Your first like traditional music fiddle teacher or first teacher of the violin at all? Uh, first uh, traditional fiddle teacher. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, about four lessons of uh, violin uh, before that. Okay, four. <laughs> when were those four lessons? Um, While well, we're talking about 2000, I think it was 2005. Uh, yeah, 2005, beginning of 2005. Yeah. Were you an adult... In, in 2005? I most certainly was. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to butter you up. I'm trying to compliment you. I really, I actually have no idea how old you are. So like, but that, that put, so you were an adult beginner on the violin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Was that your first instrument? Oh no, no, I, I played, um, I played lots of instruments. We're going to circle back around to Dan Compton <laughs> and fiddling, but I want to like get the whole picture. You yeah. want to hear the start of yeah, uh, yeah. my musical career? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my, my parents were extremely instrumental um they they really strongly encouraged uh playing um playing an instrument uh and, and we were the first generation to do so i don't believe there was any other musicians uh, prior hmm. to our generation wait so sorry just to clarify <laughs> when you say your parents were instrumental you do not mean no, that they mean were they instrumentalists were playing, no, 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 i mean they, they were uh, instrumental to your to my musical foundation yes, exactly. okay cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> right. sorry about that they were very encouraging yes they were very encouraging yeah. um well, it was funny, you know, because we all, my siblings and I, we, we played uh, piano and we were made to play piano. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that you go in the other cold, dark room and, uh, you know, you do your lessons. And, and we did, you know, eight years of that. And uh, but they wouldn't let me quit or at least not without playing a different instrument. So I was about to enter high school and I did the I picked up the uh, trumpet and I joined the marching band <laughs> for trumpet. Why, and, why did you want to quit piano? I, it wasn't interesting to me, you know, I mean, we play our songs from the books, you know, I, I, you know, maybe if it was a different style or a different genre of music, you know, it's basically some classical, some just little tinkling songs, you sure. know, that you from the books, you know, sure. um, so it was maybe more the material and the culture around maybe, piano lessons. You know, maybe, but nobody else was, you know, hardly anybody else was playing, you know, and it, it's yeah. not like what I feel now, you know, it's, it's a social thing, you know. Yeah. So, and plus piano is not very portable, right? You can't take it to jams. And, you know. Yes. But, you know, anyway, I didn't know about different kinds of, you know, maybe if I had uh, been instilled with a boogie woogie or, a, you know, sure. blues or, you know, maybe, maybe it would have taken, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a town where the only radio stations uh, we had were country, talk radio, or classic rock. So that was okay. my exposure, you know, to music uh, yeah. where I grew up uh, in upstate New York. But uh, this is the part of New York that feels like. The South. I keep hearing about it. <laughs> it never ends. It's just you yeah. know, fields and cows, and as far as you can see. But, yeah. Um, Every state's got them. Yeah. yeah. No. So I. Uh, but you know, then I dabbled with guitar, and um, anyway, I. You know, I, I. I think what put the seed, uh, the planted the seed in my head about fiddle and, and and that kind of music was when I was living in Portland, and uh, I believe I saw the government issue. Uh, string band play at a little cafe on Division Street. I've uh, heard of the, the Red and Black, I believe, was the name of the cafe. The Red and Black Cafe. Yes. The Anarchist Cafe <laughs> that kicks out cops. I love Red and Black Cafe. <laughs> I've been there. It's on Stark and 12th, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right it might not have been at the time. I oh, interesting. But uh, okay. I was never there. Um, <laughs> nah. um, yeah, so I think that's what planted the seed in my ear. And so I, I, I think I've been talking about it for some time. And um, and. My sister and my dad, God bless them, they, uh, my sister was going to buy me a cheap violin just because I've been talking about it for so long. And um, I think they were sort of like, you know, 
put your money where your mouth is. And uh, anyway, they, <laughs> but instead of doing that, they, they realized that they had this old instrument yeah. in my great aunt's attic, or actually it was in their house now, but it was in my great aunt's attic for like 50 years. We don't know who played it. It's been in the family for generations, but we really don't know who played it. So they fixed it for me and yeah. gave it to me as a Christmas gift. Yeah. And that has started me in a whole new trajectory, uh, both in life and career and uh, everything. So wait, wait, wait. So you were, you saw some traditional fiddle music. I saw some traditional music. And then you picked up the, you, you acquired a family violin. And then you took some proper violin lessons. So along with my, my dad and my sister giving me this gift, my sister had bought for lessons for me yes. from a music store in Portland. Right. And uh, the woman was very stiff and very proper, not very full of emotion. And I said, boy, this isn't going to last long. And you didn't desperately want her approval? <laughs> no, no. Okay, cool. Um, no, it was, it was horrendous. And I was like, boy, this is, she's so lifeless. And um, anyway, but when I was coming back on the airplane, there was a woman sitting next to me who asked about my violin. And um, she had mentioned Dan Compton. Yeah. Here we are back to Dan Compton. Yes. We've made it full circle. But anyway, she mentioned that she had taken lessons from him and he's a great, you know, and he's an Irish and he, uh, old time and Appalachian uh, <clears throat> string band music and dance music and things like that. So, um, so I, that name had stuck in my head and so I sought him out. <laughs> and um, yeah, here I didn't know a lick of how to play this thing and, um, and he was very patient with me. And, um, but, but I still play a number of his tunes, even if I didn't quite get them at mm. the time. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun going to... I wish I could take more lessons with him now. <laughs> is, is, he, is he no longer with us? No, no, he is. He is. You um, just but he's don't a, have he's time. He's in Portland. He's in Portland. And, yeah, okay, you know, okay. and I'm in Tacoma. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, no, he is. I don't personally know. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, and, and I didn't know he's known more for more for his Irish yeah. uh, fiddle, but uh, he he had a good handful of. Uh, but of, he can play home, home with the girls in the morning. <laughs> he can. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can play it just like him. Now. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> um, speaking of old time influences. You wanted to do a Canoe Brothers tune. Should we should we do those next since we're in D? Yeah, we're in D. Uh, I love the Canotes, and um, I spent a week up in uh, Fiddle Tunes uh, doing the, the 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 full thing. You know, uh, all the classes and everything. And, and my favorite class of the whole week it wasn't even really a class. I think it was an extra. Just uh, Greg and and Jared. Uh, teaching tunes out on the lawn yeah and um was this part of the the program it was i okay. mean they were yeah. uh, whatever you called them the uh they, they weren't faculty they were uh yeah, but uh, i don't know the word somewhere between <laughs> camper and faculty <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly okay cool um so this is um two tunes that i like to play together uh old muse and her pups and i like to link it with um step around johnny do you know that is there an explanation behind old muse and her pups did they have a dog that they wrote a lot of tunes I'm gonna about? Defer, I'm going to defer that to Greg. Okay. I, you'll have to ask Greg about that. I've been circling him. He won't respond to my emails. <laughs> I may have gotten the wrong the wrong canoe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He'd be more than happy to tell okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
I have a feeling you were just getting warmed up. <laughs> Ten more times! It's <laughs> one of those tunes, you could do that. What's the name of that second tune? Uh, Step Around Johnny. Is that also a Canote original? It's one that I, well, it's not an original, I don't believe. But it's one that it's they It's one that you. I learned, yeah, yeah, I learned from them, yeah. Wait, is that first one an original of theirs? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Old Musing or Pups. Okay, I will have to look into this. <laughs> huh. So, somewhere along the line, uh, you became a full-time violin repair person. I'm assuming that happened after you started playing violin? Yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely the impetus yeah. uh, for me exploring a new career. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Wait, so first of all, what were you... You told me that you were an adult <laughs> when you started violin. So, um, what were your career plans or what career did you have already in process before you started playing violin? Well, plans didn't exist, really. Uh, Great. I, you were I, looking for inspiration. I was, I yeah. was. I moved west and... Um, stumbled through some odd jobs and uh, uh, the longest uh, job that I had as a career was a, a tax accountant. I was um, uh, not not income tax but it was, it was very uh, niche uh, sales tax and property tax uh, for a giant leasing company and then profoundly uh, rewarding yeah uh, no no in fact I, <laughs> I, I I woke up nearly every morning nearly crying not wanting oh, to no. go not wanting to go into the office and oh, no. talk to assessors and push papers around um, I mean I was good at it and I was just starting to make good money but I learned quickly that money is not <clears throat> isn't being good at something that you hate like the worst thing <laughs> it's like the prison <laughs> it is like a, it is yeah. like a death sentence right um, but I was I was determined that that was not my path in life okay and cool. um, yeah so I, I I started playing and um, um, I was looking, like I said, for a new career, and um, true to my sort of nature, I would f buy instruments in various states of disrepair and um, attempt to sort of fix them myself, And but I didn't want to mess them up, and I didn't really know what I was doing, um, so I would ultimately bring them to somebody else for repair. And uh, I found Randy DeBay, and he did a lot of the work uh, for me in Portland. And uh, but it, finally, the light just clicked at some point, in saying like, "Oh yeah, I, th this is what I want to do. Like, I, I love working with my hands." And like, like it, the light bulb just went off. So yeah, um, it, it made sense to me um, at the time. Uh, I was I was seeing uh, a woman, and um, she didn't want to make any major moves with me or anything uh -huh. like that. And but she found somebody for me who was an amateur. Uh, maker and repairer uh, up in Vancouver and um, I spent a little bit of time with him and he helped me repair a fiddle and uh, I got it to playing condition um, and uh, but I realized quickly that if I if I really wanted to make this more of a career yeah. I would need some formal training yeah. and so that's when I decided um, actually I, I had shortly thereafter met my now wife Robin and um, she said, you've been thinking about doing this for how long? Yeah. <laughs> that was years, right? I mean, years. And she said, man, you you got to do something about this. Robin. So, uh, yeah, so she was very, Serving very, encour <laughs> very encouraging. Thank goodness. Otherwise, I probably still would have been at that desk job. And, um, yeah, so she, she moved with me. We went to Minnesota for a year. And I went to a, a tech school there in Minnesota in Red Wing. And... Uh, learned how to repair fiddles, set them up, and uh, built one, the one that I'm playing here. And um, yeah, the rest is history, but I, that's why I moved to Tacoma, though, is, is for an apprenticeship, basically. I, uh, the program is more of like a foot in the door, you know? And sure. Typically, or historically, you would have worked for your uncle or your father or your grandfather, or, yes. you know, but now you can't, you're, you're not worth anything to them. You're more of a hindrance and, you know, they don't want to pay you to, you know, to train you. So right. uh, basically by going a, a year to the school, it was showing that I was serious, right? Yeah. So I've invested a lot of my time and money and effort into to learning some useful skills. Yeah. And so then when you go to a shop, you're like, okay, you're serious about this. And so yeah. they'll give you a job. <laughs> so no, that's how I ended up here. Now, I, I'm curious about um, as how many people at this school were classical players? How many of them were like trad players um 
I don't really know what the demographics are in, like of. So interesting. A lot of a lot of the people there, and they were all different ages. You had some people right out of high school, and you had some people older than myself. How 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 great you know for, to be in high school and know that you want to make violence. Well, like, yeah, I, I'm so profoundly that'd be jealous. Ideal. That'd be pretty ideal. Um, doesn't happen for all of us, but and yeah. some of those people are no longer in the trade and they've gone on to other things. But yeah. a lot of them are still in the trade, and um, but yeah, a lot of them weren't players. Mm. Um, Interesting. Some of them had a little bit of classical background. Nobody played old timer fiddle while I was there. Um, but it's a small program. There were yeah. maybe 12 people okay. in the program, yeah. uh, in the violin program. Um, so, but fortunately, my, my wife was with me, and, uh, you know, we we were able to play. Hmm. We, we played at the, uh, the retirement homes, and we played <laughs> different functions around yeah. town, you know. Um, we made ourselves useful. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you ran into a lot of non-musicians. In general, are there a lot of non-musicians who... I would say there are a fair amount build yeah absolutely absolutely a surprising number a surprising number um certainly part of the, the schooling was you had to be at least proficient to play a few scales and things like that you know right by the time just you so that you can test the instrument out yeah you won't be able to fully test it of course you right, know? Right, right even somebody at my level has a hard time fully testing a violin to what it's capable of doing yeah. right so um but yeah i'd be i'm, I'm really surprised how many people are not players that that make? Yeah. yeah. So you came to making from from a place of already being interested in like actually playing music. I'm always interested in the divide of people who make instruments and musicians and the Venn diagram there. Yeah, because uh, I, I've had a fair amount of people on the show who really don't play very much, and then when I like builders on the show, yeah. and then when I try to get them to play with me they're, they're just like can we just talk about building <laughs> i love to play and you know yeah. i mean i my teacher at the school she said she said you can either be a player or a maker but you can't be both whoa well there's there's some truth that it's yeah. a it's a really intensive path right i yeah. mean it takes a lot of time and effort and the business of course takes a lot of time and a lot of effort um sure so and you know i've got my my hand in a lot of other things as well you know i'm a i'm a dad with young children a new yes. house owner and new business and all these things so playing has taken a little bit of backseat but I but it really means a lot to me and it's my weekly de-stressor and it's my time with my friend you know and he comes over Isaac and and we play uh, we play tunes you know and um, I, I want to keep a hand in that it's really important to me yeah. uh, music is really important to me it's always been important to me it hasn't always been old time in fact I forget that I used to listen to other kinds of music sometimes <laughs> you know you put the, your playlist on repeat you know and you listen to the same three songs that you're trying to learn so yes Oh yeah, there's like songs other than Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, we should get, we should get to A. That wasn't that wasn't that may have sounded like a contrived segue, but <laughs> I just remembered. Oh yeah, we have other tunes to play. It's not my strong suit. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> uh, hmm. What do you want to start with? Yeah, yeah. Let's play this Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Where did you? How do you learn tunes uh, when you don't have Dan Compton or the Knotes around? Like, do you learn tunes only from people, or do you go to the source no. recordings? What do well, you do? So, uh, as you can imagine, I mean, or you're learning perhaps that Tacoma is kind of an island unto itself. Yeah. In terms of the old time uh, community. Yes. And um, it basically consists of myself, my wife, and my friend Isaac. Um, I think there's other people perhaps in the wings, um, or just don't don't come out much, but other. Otherwise, you know, you got to kind of reach out into the further communities. Sure, you know? sure. We're fortunate to have uh, my friend Jim Ketterman comes over uh, from Eatonville, but that's about 45 minutes away. But he's, as he always says, he's spring-loaded in a spring-loaded position to come play tunes. So all you have to do is give him a call. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so that's always a lot of fun. But, it, uh, yeah, so it's a small community here. And um, uh, so, yeah, I... I, I it may be obvious, but I play a lot. Of, I play a lot by myself. You know, I, I spend a lot of time playing by myself. Uh, so it's been really awesome to have discovered uh, Isaac here in the community, um, and uh, so I play a lot with him now. But uh, but yeah, so it's a lot of recordings. You know, and, um, and you pick stuff up as you go to the festivals. And uh, but yeah, a lot of recordings. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, Every time I see Greg Canote, I threaten that I'm going to come take lessons with him, and uh, I wish I would one of these days. You know, <laughs> I just figured out he only lives about a half an hour away, so yeah, um, not too far. Anyway, so that that will that will happen someday. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people I'd love to take lessons from, um, and I think I may have mentioned earlier that I, I just discovered uh, John Beckoff and the treasure trove of yes. videos and recordings that he's left behind, and um, I feel like I've yeah. finally found that that person that really speaks to me and that style yeah. that I want to emulate. And uh, shout out to M Moonshine V or Moonshine Five. Yeah, I, thanks for I, all those videos yes, for yes. sure. <laughs> I didn't realize that those were all her at one point and I want to give credit where credit's due. So absolutely. thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, they're a real treasure. So. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, let's play this Jimmy Johnson. Right. So this is an Ernie Carpenter tune and um, when I first started playing, I uh, I was listening to a lot of Ernie Carpenter. I, I, Sammy Lind was giving some group classes in the Portland area at the time, and those were really awesome. That's where I let, met a lot of my old-time friends uh, down there. And um, But he really liked Ernie Carpenter, and he liked a lot of those uh, West Virginia mountain fiddlers. And um, anyway, so I was listening to a lot of that, and I don't. I think it kind of did me a disservice because his tunes are pretty crooked, and there's extra beats, and they're really yeah. syncopated and all this. And uh, so I'd try to go to jams and start playing, and I'm just a newbie, and but I'm I'm like trying to play him the way Ernie did, and and people are like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "No, nah, yeah. really, that's the way it goes on the recording." And they're like, "Let me listen," and they're like, "Well, yeah, you're right, but you're yeah. <laughs> you're still not really on the beat." <laughs> yes. Uh, that is so relatable to me. <laughs> but I still love Ernie, and I still yeah. love his playing. And uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna play Jimmy Johnson. Thank you. 
Jimmy Johnson. Hmm. Very good. So, so I've heard these rumors about a uh, about a Grit City Old Time Festival. Oh, the Grit City Old Time Festival. It's <laughs> happening November. Uh, I don't have a date for November, you yet. November eventually. <laughs> there was a rumor that was started uh, yeah. at uh, Zigzag this year. Oh, very good. Do you often go to Zigzag? It was my first time. It was an awesome okay. festival. It was so awesome. That. Okay, so I can't get a beat. Is it a camp or a festival or somewhere in between? Uh, somewhere, um, yeah, perhaps somewhere in between. More, more of a camp, but they have some performances okay, and cool. you have a, you know, a talent show at the end oh, of cool. the thing, too. But there's also workshops and things yeah. like that, too. So um, I, it, was, it was so great. It was so great. Yeah, it was really our first time. And... Um, a friend of ours uh, made it possible uh, to be there, and yeah, uh, right, you know right that was really, really, really awesome. And um, you know they serve great food, and like that in of itself, like you know you get your your meals provided, like really just brings it to a whole new level <laughs> of uh, festival goodness. There's exactly you get some free advertising. <laughs> no, I've been wanting to check it out. It sounds really cool. Well, so, do people call it Grit City then? Uh, I, I don't know if, if, if it's widely known or not, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of their monikers, you know, I mean, uh, grit like city, gritty, gritty city, grit city. Uh, is the idea that like Tacoma is like a slightly less like techie, gentrified, you know, like cousin to Seattle or something like is, what, is that what it, it's, it's growing more Seattle like, but, uh, as, sure. you know, as, as the housing market up there gets balloons and but uh I always feel like uh, Tacoma sort of stood on its own, you know, they, a mm. uh, little more working class, a little more blue collar, you know, a little just yeah. um, kind of do things their own way, you know, and I, I don't think it has any uh, desire to become what Seattle's come. Um, <laughs> to, to wipe away the grit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's had pretty rough beginnings and most people just see it driving by on the, you know, I-5 and the freeway and say like, no, nah, I'm not stopping there, yeah. you know, <laughs> like... So, uh, but th there's there's a lot to be had here that people don't realize. You know, there's a lot hidden away that people don't see from mm. from the freeway. <laughs> there's more than the uh, Tacoma aroma and uh, the Tacoma dome and <laughs> Tacoma, aroma. <laughs> Tacoma aroma. Or you could just say Tacoma aroma. You know. Tacoma. <laughs> um, that's yeah, good. that's what people know. You know, because of the pulp mill, the mills down in the yes, the tight flats. Yeah. yeah, I haven't smelled. It's, it's funny because it's actually aroma. worse up up here than it is down along the freeway, but. Um, yeah, uh, every few weeks you get a pretty strong, you know, depending on which way the wind's blowing. But someone's got to work the mill. Somebody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some city has to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, where whatever the city, I think it's in California. Wherever, um, is it Hoi Fong? Is that the name of it? The like Sri Racha plant. Oh yeah. Like, oh, it's gonna smell terrible. <laughs> yeah, like apparently everyone's eyes water in like the surrounding towns, you know, um, and they like make complaints. But it's like you gotta put up with it. We gotta have our, <laughs> our spicy ketchup, you know, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I don't know if it's they use fermented goods or not to make that, but they might, and they very well may. <laughs> um, so you have like a a little a little old time community. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. little there's a little nucleus and it, and it's it's small and it's strong, but it's yeah. it's um, it could grow, you know, if if we put some effort into it, and maybe it will. I've been threatening uh, for a long time to uh, collect some emails and, and make a monthly jam happen. Um, I might need some support in that. I'm lacking perhaps motivation at this time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people that are interested, but I, I want to hear people saying, "No, we need this." You know, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to spearhead it, you know. Um, but, uh, and, you know, old time's my thing, you know, and other people have approached me with, well, well, maybe it can be Irish. And maybe, you know, I'm like, well, that's great. And all, if somebody else wants to lead that, I, sure. I can't do that, you know. Right. So. And sometimes people, here's an idea, make cross-genre festivals. And those go really well, too, sometimes. So if you have the right minds behind it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, yeah. there, there's a lot going on in Tacoma. And I bet there are other musicians out there that might come together. You know, it's, it's definitely got a... Um, a work together vibe um, in this city, you know, yes. make things happen. So oh. I like that. So this is like a, this is a seed caught on the wind. Yeah. Right <laughs> Cast now. Cast it right now. Yeah. Grit City Old Time Festival <laughs> or Trad Music Festival or whatever. <laughs> this is out there. Con contact me if you want yes. to make it happen. <laughs> Very good. Love it. Um, what else do you want to play? Um, 
I would love to play, um, I'd love to play Camp Chase, which is a tune I've been working on, a John Beckoff uh, version that I found. Um, I also know it by Ernie Carpenter, but uh, I found this version of uh, John Beckoff uh, playing it with um, Ron Andrico, uh, who's a banjo player, and um, there's this double CD recording that's just phenomenal. Um, but I, I've just been listening to it for the last six months since my friend Isaac gave it to me. But... Um, I've been listening to a lot of Beckoff recordings, and I've been trying to play them. But like, th this is like years in the making. I think down the road, like, yes. you know what I mean. Like when I listen to like, and, and like, y you think he's such a rhythmic player, and he is. Um, I don't know how he makes it sound so smooth at the same time, but he's also intricate. It's, it's notier than it appears, like yeah. at, at face value, especially when he's playing rags. You know, do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like can play some notes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So let's play, uh, let's Camp play Camp Chase. Chase. Thank you. 
last high note there. Oh man, what a, what an inscrutable team. <laughs> inscrutable? <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, I get no big word on me, you know. <laughs> I, uh... You gotta listen close to that one. <laughs> it's got a lot of things that I... I so when we're they were talking about it. earlier, that was like the run-on sentence, like the yes. paragraph sentence of, uh, of tunes, you know? Not quite so neatly laid out. So where do people go to get their violins fixed? It's just Burns violins? Burns violins. Yeah. And occasionally you make them as well. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't just burn them. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, My I know it's kind of a funny, funny yeah, no, I, I, yeah. it's a funny name, but, uh, you know, but it's one of those things too. It's like, I, you know, I, some people are like, you might want to think about that name. I was like, yeah, well, it might stick in people's minds too. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> like, you're not going to forget it. Right. Um, but you can't do much about your name anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, so I, my business is mainly a, a repair and, um, it's a full service, uh, repair, uh, shop and I do rentals as well for violins and violas and, um, yeah, we do it all here. So I, I, I do a lot of restoration and a lot of repair. Yeah. So when times are slow, I, I work on my new making skills, Very but cool. that's really kind of secondary. I've got one in the progress right now, but it's but it's been in progress for a couple of years. That, that tells you how. You know. But but my business is only a couple of years old as well, so it, uh, it it takes a fair amount of time. You know, surprising. Even if there's not a lot of people coming through the door, there's still always a lot to do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I love doing repairs and setups. You know what I really like? I mean, I um, the business I. I enjoy the business, but what I mostly like is working at the bench, you know, doing the repairs, the hands-on. Like that's yeah. that's my favorite thing, right? And the sales, not so much, just because I'm I'm not like a salesperson. Sure. Uh, but what I really like, I, it's not, it's not the public that I don't like. Like I, I love working with people. Sure. Um, but what I really like is being that 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 gap that uh, that um, where, where, you know where I where I help people become more comfortable with their instruments. You know, they might bring me an instrument like, this is really hard to play, you know? And, yes. And like, so being that liaison to make, you know, their instrument easier to play, like, yes. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was struggling with this for so long, right? You know, like, and you're like, no, really, your, your instrument is set up terribly, you know? And yeah. so, and, and so many are, you mm. know, so many are just set up really, really terribly. So uh, you'll see like instant improvement after a, a quality setup. Awesome. You know? <laughs> Let's talk. Because <laughs> I am working hard when I try to fiddle and I know part of that's me. Yeah, it's, it's not I suspect an easy, part of it's the fiddles. It's not an <laughs> so. easy instrument by any means, yeah. but your job is a whole lot harder if it's not properly yeah. set up. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this uh, so incredibly last minute. Yeah, man. I'm I, glad I'm, you're available. I'm, <laughs> Yeah. I, I've never even met you, so I'm. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. And playing yeah. tunes has been awesome, so that's been a lot of fun, too. Hmm. Very good. Well, should we play this uh, Earl White Piney Woods? Let's play uh, Piney Woods. Uh, I Just before I moved out of Portland, uh, Earl was still living there, and so um, uh, we got a lot of good out of that. My, my wife, in particular, uh, went and had some pretty epically long um, lessons with, with Earl, you know. Um, uh, yeah, he clearly wasn't in it for the money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd have like three hour lessons and, you know, come home with like six new tunes, you know, that sort of thing. So, man, he sure left a, a wake of style and swagger and inspiration. Like, absolutely. I think he does wherever he goes. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, he's definitely missed. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to visit him out in the. Uh, Virginia at uh, and he has a festival out there too. So yes, I've heard. Yeah, I've so heard of it. Well, someday we'll make it out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah. Piney Woods. Thank you. 
Check out Burns Violins for all your violin needs in the Tacoma area. Their website, again, is burnsviolins.com. Mike also wanted to mention that he's an alumni of Spaceworks Tacoma and that they're an awesome organization that helps Tacoma artists and creative entrepreneurs. They were instrumental in his business launch. You can find out more at spaceworkstacoma.com. Make sure to check out pitchforkbanjo.com for my online claw hammer tutorials and to sign up for Skype lessons. And don't forget about my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It comes out every Tuesday. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.